9 Eastern. But in the meantime, tonight's guests, again, we've got Corey Reddy and Tessa Rowe. I'm going to bring on Tessa first. And you guys, thank you so much for um, putting in your pictures. I'll make sure that I show them every once in a while to you throughout the show. If you have questions for Corey as we go in, make sure that you chat them in. We're also on hashtag YFE chat. Tessa, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, of course. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, so Tessa's been in our green room for a while. She's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Tessa. Tessa, again, is our YFE City Coordinator, but she's also the founder of TessaLeeEvents.com. So thank you, Tessa. And we also have Corey on. So let's go ahead and bring on Corey now. Corey Reddy of CoreyReady.com. Hi, Corey. Beautiful. You both look fantastic, and you're both so accomplished, and I'm so honored to have you both on the show, so thank you so much. Without further ado, I'm going to let you guys tell us a little bit more about yourselves and get into the questions so that I don't talk anymore for the show. So have fun. Thanks. All right. Well, um, like Jen said, I'm Tessa. I'm one of the city um, coordinators for Seattle. And I ran into Corey because of our previous YFE event that we held in January. Um, Christina, the other Seattle coordinator, um, both of us were just blown away by Corey. Um, I'm an event person. So I was immediately drawn to what she's accomplished and kind of everything that she's built. Um, I've from the Seattle area. I've grown up here and so it's it's this big community that I love to be involved in and I'm so happy to be part of YSE. Um, but I'll go ahead and let Corey say a little bit about yourself and then we can kind of start the questions I think, Corey. Hi, thanks so much for having me you guys. This is great. This is so futuristic for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so cool. So I had started an event planning company at the age 25, um, and I ran that for a long time doing artful, immersive events. It was called the Adventure School, and now I've moved on, and I'm starting to do some events, but more workforce culture-related facing event planning style, and I can talk more about that later. But yeah, I'm from Seattle. I've lived here. I live in South Lake Union, and I love that. Um, but yeah, we can get started. Perfect. Well, um, wow. You said that you first started your you know, first event company at 25. That's extremely young. Perfect time to um, start and begin, but definitely a little bit overwhelming right, right when you're starting. So I'm just really curious about when that when that first um, decision made that you were going to start your own event company, how, how did that come about and how did you start your brand, your business goals and carry that throughout your whole, um, your, the whole process? Yeah, it's really a funny, it's funny actually, because it really wasn't with the intention of being an entrepreneur. I had a job that I loved, which was in social work. And I had a friend, you know, but first then I, um, I decided I wanted to get a different job. So I went on a big vacation. I went traveling. Um, I visited a bunch of countries by myself. And when I came back, I was like, what will I do? And I noticed I had a friend who started an artist-run gallery. And she was kind of ending up at the end of the month putting everything on her credit card. And I was like, girl, you need to have a fundraiser. <laughs> so we got it into our minds to do a fundraiser for her. And, you know, we just really blew it out of the water. We did... We raised the entire operating cost for a year uh, in one night. And we had, you know, a feature in Seattle Metropolitan Magazine. And we were able to get 
John and Mary Shirley, who were big donors for the Olympic Sculpture Park, to give money to the gallery. So it was a huge success um, in terms of the event and then in terms of the fundraising goals as well. And that from there, we were kind of like, oh, we should do this again. This worked really well. Let's try it again. So it was a very organic process. It wasn't something that I had intended to do. And in fact, I was just going to do it for a little while and then go back to school, uh, graduate studies in a totally unrelated field. Um, But then I got the entrepreneurial bug, really, and I just was really, it all happened really quickly, and it was just all about trying your hardest, and great results were coming uh, to to us. And then we did set some, we did some goal setting, and I was just like, I want to be the best event planner in Seattle. I want to plan all of the galas for, like, the art museums, like Henry Art Gallery, I want, you know, so I was setting these goals. And while I was setting them, we were also working with an amazing design agency out of Chicago called uh, Also Online. And they also did, you might know their work, they did the Design Sponge website, as well as um, the Exquisite Corpse book by Julia Rothman, who's also a Design Sponge contributor. So that was really fun. They actually did our branding. But uh, the thing that I did was come up with the name, Mm -hmm. The Adventure School, and that was really about, it was sort of a double entendre being like about school and about adventure. And I also felt like it was in line with naming of like the Northwest School of Painting. So I just thought it was a really fun name that could evoke all the things you could learn from adventure and how adventurous learning really is. And it was just kind of like we wanted every party to be an experience where you learned something and it was a crazy adventure for you. So the tagline was immersive adventure environments. Wow. So it sounds like there was a lot of collaboration throughout um, your the whole the beginning of your career. And I um, at the event that you spoke at for YFV, I remember you talking about collaboration and um, building this network. And I'm curious to, to how you started that and how you reached out and um, how you found a niche of kind of what you wanted to or who wanted who you wanted to be involved in in the things you were. Yeah, it really just started with friends. I have a lot of creative friends, a lot of friends who are artists. And just one of our sort of tertiary goals was to hire artists to do their artistic endeavors and get paid because that's something I'm really passionate about. It's about creative people making money from their creativity. So it sort of snowballed from then, those friends, you know, and then I would find that I would need this sort of thing or this sort of thing, and then I would just meet more and more creative people. I would say, oh, I really want to have an aerialist. I want to have a dancer. I need a one-man band. I need a marching band. I need the most amazing chef. I need the most amazing pastry chef. So just through the power of creativity and not letting anything stand in your way, I was able just to meet so many interesting people and incorporate them all into the different events. So it sounds like it was able to grow pretty rapidly as well. And I think that a lot of the entrepreneurs um, that I've talked to, a big question that comes up of how to maintain your business while, when it starts picking up. Um, You know, the beginning stages are a lot of personal work and your own dedication and motivation. But sometimes, or a lot of times when your business starts growing, you eventually need help. So how are you able to keep up with that growth? It's a really tricky thing. Scaling a business, I would say, is one of the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur. 
Because basically when you know that you're a good event planner or you're a good whatever it is that you've chosen to do, that's that's really important. But really most of the battle, quote unquote, is is running the business, is strategy, is managing the scaling. So we were really fortunate to have a community of people who believed in what we were doing. And we were able to pull from that community for interns, employees. Um, we had a longtime friend as our graphic designer for many years. So it was just really about community and keeping the business strong in that way. And everyone had the same goals and ideals. Uh, so we stayed small, like six employees, and then growing for each event, scaling up for, for each event to, you know, hundreds of employees for, you know, a huge event or 30 to 40 for a smaller one. Mm-hmm. I would say the way to deal with scaling is to be mindful about what you're trying to accomplish and not grow too big too quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. It can be a little bit overwhelming, I know. Yeah, totally. So one of of the big questions that I have right now is once you find your niche and once you find your brand, kind of who you are and what you want to do, um, marketing it and promoting it, you've talked a lot about... um, social or you in in previous um, presentations I've seen you've talked about social media and actually really all the networks that there is for brand or for marketing yourself um, advertisement social media but how what's a good um, combination of all of those and and what do you think is is a good line between social media or behind the computer behind doors um, and then in-person events or in-person collaboration or in in-person marketing Yeah, I think the greatest piece of advice I have about event planning or or building a business with social media is no one knows better than you what you're up to, and you are the one who can bring the passion and inspiration directly to the social media. So I've always found just reaching out directly, really connecting, really being honest is the is the key to successful successful social media usage, but also just events are an amazing way to get your messaging across. I totally believe in the power of events, and I don't think that they need to be very expensive to to pull off. So I I would say just keep being genuine and and make sure authenticity is at the heart of all of the promotions that you're doing. And also maintain the quality of work in print, like never let a detail slide. So Mm -hmm. with those sort of three things in mind, I think you'll have a successful marketing mix. Um, I've been asking all the questions, so feel free, all the audience, to make sure um, tweet a question that you have, and I'd be be happy to ask Corey. Um, But... Also, Corey, so as you're transitioning, so after um, the adventure school, transitioning into a little bit more about what you do now, how, when did you decide that transition and how did you how did you make it? Yeah, I was living, this is sort of crazy, I was living in Miami but working in Seattle, so I was flying back and forth a lot, and I decided I wanted to kind of go in another direction and maybe not do quite as many galas and fundraisers and start doing more event planning that was focused around my own personal intellectual pursuits. For example, the, a big project that I'm working on right now that I would love everyone out there to come to is a lecture series called South Lake Union Discovery Talks. 
and it's presented by Vulcan. Our first one's coming up on Wednesday, April 17th at the South Lake Union Discovery Center. And what we're doing is we're having a doctor from Fred Hutchison and a local Vancouver-based restaurateur entrepreneur, the owner of Shanik, talking to each other about how to eat to prevent disease with a moderator from the University of Washington Medical Center. So it's still event planning, but it's sort of, it's culture facing more, more than anything else. And it's about making culture and it's about documenting culture and it's about discussing who we are and what we're doing right now. Because again, I'm really passionate about creative people getting paid and I'm really passionate about young women learning how to make money for themselves. And so I'm kind of taking some of my skills that I've learned as an event planner and applying them in a, and sort of pivoting to be really all about who's making what culture now. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> no, absolutely. It sounds okay. really interesting. Um, yeah. We have a question come in from Leslie from Chief Chick and, um, she is wondering, do you have any affordable tips for those of us who are startups but want to plan a great event? Yeah, absolutely. So the most important things with event planning are building coalitions. The more stakeholders you have, the more successful your event will be. So if you're doing an event, if you can partner with other people who are like-minded, where you all have a vested interest in the event's success, that's totally critical. And I would say just... In terms of the brass tacks, if you can do it somewhere for free or if you can really keep costs down by upcycling, reduce, reuse, recycle, you can get a lot of wonderful things at secondhand stores. You know, not everything needs to be brand new all the time. And then rentals are really affordable if you're just talking about, you know, tableware, flatware and, and glasses, it can be something that you can really pull together that has a really meaningful impact to introduce your brand or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, I think um, what you brought up earlier too is um, you've talked a lot about kind of your community already or the friends that you had and all of your creative outlets that you had. And I know that playing events, that comes in handy too, kind of the friends and the network you've already built, it's surprising how helpful they can all be. Absolutely. And you should always reach out because you never know who you know that's a classical guitarist or who you know that used to be a pastry chef. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So exactly. it's, it makes so much sense just to approach everyone in your community to build, to make everyone's businesses stronger. I know that when I've been planning events, I finally realized that my friends have so, so many different talents I had no idea about. Yeah. Totally. Um, we have another question come in from Leslie, um, and she is wondering how to select the right event planner for your event. Um, she's had a problem that when she searches event planners, she tends to find wedding planners, which isn't quite what she needed. Right. Yeah. You know, there are, it's definitely a less saturated marketplace for event planners that aren't wedding planners. Um, I would say just find people with vibes that you connect with. That's the, that's the crucial piece. If you feel like you get where they're coming from, then they're the event planner for you. So I would definitely recommend a lot of searching around on the internet. And if you see things that you like, contact those people and set up a face-to-face. -face. 
Um, so Jules is wondering, are there certain types of events that make the most sense for an online business? And what cool tech elements have you seen um, that have added to an event? Great. Yeah, I think that it just depends on what your business is. Like, let's say you're launching an online store. Um, having a pop-up shop, you know, it's it's not totally played out idea. I think it still can have a good impact to your business just because it can kind of introduce people that you know in real life to what you're doing online. And I love, I love a Twitter wall still. I was at a an event in Miami at the nightclub live and they're, they always do a huge Twitter wall. And then someone gets some fabulous prize when their tweet is picked as the best when they've hashtag like live Miami or whatever. And I think it's so fun. Another thing that I would love to do in the future is to do like a live online auction happening during the event. Um, other uses of technology that I've seen work really well mostly have to do with the production side just video and and uh display work and projections using different kinetic resources or different kinds of ways of of creating imagery for an event mm-hmm. and it sounds i mean like jen was saying also you are just gushing with creativity and um where do you get that or where do you go to look for um, ideas or things that are going to spark some some secret creativity inside of you? Where do you go to find that when you're when you're starting a new event? I think that traveling is really important. It's a critical piece of who I am and what I've done in my life. So if you can get out there and backpack around the world, that's my first choice. But if that's not something that you can manage at the moment, then I definitely think getting out and seeing art and seeing performance and seeing music is really is critical. It gets your brain thinking. And I find most of my inspiration comes from reading fiction, to be honest. And then mm-hmm. also, I think there's a lot of value in just shopping and just getting out there, going to Pike Place Market, just being with people and seeing what people are up to it can really be sensational in terms of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, thank you, Corey, so much. I think, I'm not quite sure, but Jen, you might have to help me. I don't know. I forget what time I'm supposed to end this. I can just keep talking and talking. How about let's go ahead and do this. Um, So first of all, I took forever at the very beginning. (laughs) You guys are super patient with me. Sometimes if someone doesn't rein me in, then I can just talk forever. And I see Leslie's on here. She, Leslie has this new show called Fanat Chicks um, at fanatchicks.com. And uh, so hopefully she can she can relate where if someone will let you, you'll just talk forever like I'm doing right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, why don't let's let's go ahead and end on maybe like the key takeaways uh, from Corey. Like what what are some like like serious down to earth like. I'm going to tomorrow do this kind of takeaway action items that we can move forward with after this. Maybe like your top three. Yeah, if you're starting a business. Okay, I think number one thing to do is be yourself and just really know that what people are looking for is to connect with authenticity. So you don't need to be someone else or do something that you're not comfortable with. Just be yourself and do your own thing. That's critical. And then I think mentors 
if you can find a mentor, that is crucial piece of your development as a young businesswoman, because mentors really can show you the ropes, can tell you, you know, if what you're experiencing is appropriate or acceptable, or if it's not, or, you know, they can say, oh, I believe in this idea. Oh, I don't, I don't like this idea. And then finally, the next step is just, you have to be willing to take a lot of risk to be an entrepreneur. So if you're prepared to do that, I think you're in good shape. And risk looks like a lot of different things, you know, not having a 401k is the conservative side of that, but also just like, you know, flying to Miami with 50 bucks in your pocket and just hoping you'll get a great client at Art Basel Miami Beach is, is sort of the other extreme. Not, saying. <laughs> not that I've done that more than once, but once was all it took. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so before we let both of you go, Tessa, um, let's go ahead and hear where we can find uh, you online, your Twitter handle and um, your website. Sure. So um, Twitter, it's Tessa Lee Rowe, and Rowe is R-O-W-E. Um, and then also TessaLeeEvents.com. And I specialize in corporate events and um, private functions. Um, but I'd love to meet all of you guys, especially if, in, if you're in Seattle. There's a YFE Seattle Facebook page, and that has all the updates of new events that we're doing um, a part of YFE. Awesome. Tessa is fantastic. I absolutely adore Tessa. And Corey, where can Thank we find you. you online? Yeah, just coreyready.com, C-O-R-I-R-E-A-D-Y. So it's all Corey Ready, everything, all the handles. So I would love to connect on Twitter, Twitter backslash dot, or dot com backslash Corey Ready and Pinterest, Facebook, you name it. I like love trying new social media. So I would love to connect. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tessa, for this amazing interview. Oh, I'm so happy to talk again. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And thank you both for being on the show. It's an honor. It was so much fun connecting both of them and getting them both tested because they are. They both ooze, like, not just Corey. So does Tessa. They're just oozing creativity, welcoming, and just very awesome about sharing all of their wealth of information and experience which is so helpful especially as a young woman who's starting out in it or trying to get a but I wanted to mention our sponsors before we go um, our first sponsor of course is MailChimp they're fantastic thank you so much MailChimp um, MailChimp is a new sponsor to the Young Female Entrepreneurs Live show MailChimp supports more than 2.5 million email subscribers worldwide sending 4 billion messages per month MailChimp is designed to do the do it for the do it yourself power user someone looking for all the power of an enterprise application but built for anyone to use and overlay.tv overlay overlay.tv hosts and produces live video events built to meet your objective visit overlay.tv to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand so thank you to both of our sponsors one of them in full disclosure is one of my companies and mailchimp is fantastic they almost make it too easy to send out an email newsletter again i'm trying to be very responsible about the information i send out to you guys to make sure it's good so sign up using the link below um thank you guys to in for instagramming out um it looks like at the stacy harris she has a copy of lean in and she's going to be reading that so that's pretty cool and then Corey at Corey freeman um she's eating dinner but the wings aren't boneless so there's some technical difficulty at Corey freeman never fails to entertain so make so anyway this has been jennifer dono with the weekly live stream for young female entrepreneurs next thursday is aaron and charzad they're two crazy successful bloggers so make sure that you stay 
uh, tuned and that you're going to be in at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern over on yfu.me slash join live next Thursday. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining live. If you're going to stick around for after party, hang tight. I'm going to say thank you to our guests and I'll be right back on live.